The following is a message from the pulpit of Parkside Baptist Church in Mesquite, Texas, led by Pastor Mike Wells. All right, good. God bless you. Young people, by the way, we have a trip to India in May. I need six men to go if you're interested in that. That could be a great help to those that are there. In September, there's a trip to the Philippines. I need five men and five ladies. And so if you're interested, the price tag will be between $1,500 and $2,000 if you're interested in one of those trips, as you so have seen as the men testified. Take your Bible, please, and go to the book of Genesis, chapter 13. Book of Genesis, chapter 13. And uh, I'm going to go straight to the message. They did a great job in singing and providing our special for us tonight. Again, thank you, Lone Star Baptist College, for doing a great job. Thank you for sacrificing and coming to Parkside Baptist Church. And those moms and dads that are listening via uh, on the live stream, thank you for entrusting us with your children. We're very honored to be able to do so. Genesis chapter 13 and in verse 12, may we stand together for the reading of God's word, please, if you will. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 13 and verse 12, Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent toward Sodom. May we pray. Father, we thank you for tonight, the privilege to be able to come together. Speak to our hearts, we do pray, as we give you the service now. In Jesus' name, amen. Be seated, if you will. And uh, tonight, I want to speak on your direction predicts your destiny. Your direction predicts your destiny. Abraham knew, as he was talking to his nephew Lot, that no matter where Lot chose, God would bless Abraham. He knew that. Uh, sometimes I think people are more concerned about the where than they are about the what. Uh, when you have the what right, God always takes care of the where. People are always looking where to go. I, I just got to find the will of God. I've got to find where to go. And they got it all mixed up. Matter of fact, most of the people that have that mixed up is people that are not very busy about doing the what. And they're more concerned about the where of God's will than what God would have them to do. And until they get busy being faithful about the what, God would never show them the where. Well, Abraham knew that. Abraham knew that if his nephew chose that which was the well-watered land, uh, then uh, that's okay because God would take care of Abraham. God knew that, uh, Abraham knew that God was with him. No matter where he went, God would be with him and God would bless as he would put his hand to the plow. By the way, Joseph knew that too. And uh, J uh, David knew that too. And uh, there was men in the Bible and men of the New Testament and men of today that know that no matter where they go, God is going to bless them as they put their hand to the plow and as they serve God. There's still men like that very much today. Abraham was that way. So Abraham knew no matter where Lot would choose, if he chose to go to the left and he had to go to the right as they separated themselves, even if he had to go to the unwatered areas that God would provide because God is the great provider. And so he knew that. Well, sad to say, uh, Lot uh, operated, I do believe, in the realm of the flesh and he looked only for the outward blessing, not knowing that God could bless him as did Abraham know that God God could bless him with his faith. And so uh, here comes Lot, and Lot looks for the well-watered plains, and he decides to go there, and he pitches his tent toward Sodom. Now, what takes place? What takes place when he pitches his tent toward 
Sodom. Let's notice some things tonight, and we're going to study the downfall of Lot. I think tonight also it represents those that start to pitch their tent in the wrong direction, whereby you find a life later on as they begin to pitch their tent in the wrong area and uh, focused in the wrong area. You find a life that's wrecked and ruined, a life, if you would please, that could be lived masterfully for God, but a life that no longer has God's power resting upon it, nor being able to dip into God's wisdom. So let's do a Bible study tonight. Notice, if you will, we'll stay in the book of Genesis, chapter 13, chapter 13 and verse 10. The Bible says, And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld the plain of Jordan. It was well watered everywhere before the Lord uh, destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, even as the garden of the Lord, uh, like the land of Egypt, as though... Uh, thou comest, as thou comest, it says, on to Zoar. So here's what we see. Uh, statement number one, Lot's desire was cardinal. It was cardinal. It was fleshly, if you will. And so Lot, uh, all he did was he looked and he paid attention with his sight only. Now, may I remind you, please, the Bible teaches us that God's people are to walk by faith. Uh, the Bible teaches that. Uh, four times in the Bible, the Bible commands children of God to walk by faith and not by sight but here you see that lot had trouble with his sight control and so lot uh, lifts up his eyes he sees the well-watered plains uh, he sees the comfortable uh, he sees that which is uh, the assurance he sees that if you will please that is only in the sight and uh, the bible talks about it being likened onto the garden of eden that god had given to adam and eve could you imagine the beauty in which he saw and and so he looks out and he sees the well-watered plains. And he decides, I'm going to go where it looks better. Now, by the way, uh, you can't always choose to go someplace that looks better. Oh, uh, my grandfather used to say that uh, uh, the grass on the other side will always look greener, Michael. He said the grass on the other side will always look greener because it's normally either artificial turf or you'll see uh, that that's where they spread a lot of manure. Now, uh, can I tell you, it's still the same today. Uh, just because something looks better, just because the world makes it look better, just because uh, the world makes it look more pleasurable, just because there's a liberal church that uh, doesn't hold to the Bible standards that God gave us in the Bible, that doesn't mean that you ought to cast your eyes in that direction. And so we see that Lot's desire was cardinal. Then you'll see this. The Bible says in the Colossians chapter 3 and verse 2, set your affection on things above not on things uh, on the earth. And so uh, Lot should have been looking heavenward uh, so that God could direct him. Oh, how many times do I hear people do this? And they say, well, I tell you what, I'm going to move because there's a better job there. Uh, but they never check out the church. But yet the church is where their young people is going to make eternal decisions. The church is where they're going to learn about the family God's way. The church is where they're going to hear godly preaching. Oh, not just because of the pastor that they have, but if the pastor uh, cares about his people, he's going to bring people in that have the power of God resting upon their life, and he's going to uh, bring, bring them in to preach from the pulpit, to change lives. Why? Because he cares about his flock. And so we understand this, that Lot had a desire that was cardinal. Then you'll see this, statement number two, uh, Lot's direction was careless. 
Watch it if you will. Genesis chapter 13, verses 11 and 12. The Bible says, uh, Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan, and Lot uh, journeyed east, it says. Uh, and uh, they separated themselves one from the other. Abram uh, dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent uh, towards uh, Sodom. He didn't have to pitch his tent that way. What's that mean, pitch his tent? That means the opening of his tent, the lip of his tent was facing towards uh, Sodom. And so what was he doing? Every night he saw the lights. Every night he heard the music. Every night he heard uh, the excitement. And by the way, uh, many of our young people, uh, you get excited by the things that the world offers you and you watch it and you pay attention to it and the music begins to draw you. Uh, can I tell you, you're in for a very disastrous life. Can I tell you the end of the, uh, the wages of sin is still death and God is true and every man is a liar and I can tell you your faith is not going to be a good fate. Uh, uh, God has never lied about the man that takes the wrong path and he always winds up a disastrous. You'll see this, that here Lot's direction was careless. Uh, he pitched his tent. He didn't have to pitch his tent towards Sodom. He didn't have to do that, but he made a choice and when he made a choice, it's going to come back to draw him over and over. Oh, somebody gets in the car and they turn on rock music and they listen to it. All oh, they say, but it it doesn't have a grip on me. Oh, yes, it does. Or you wouldn't still be listening to it. Uh, somebody that says, uh, I'll tell you what, I can watch the movies, if you will, uh, that I bring into the house. And they have cursing. And they uh, have liquor. And they have uh, bad uh, uh, music. And uh, they have drugs. And they have uh, all sorts of uh, uh, nudity. Uh, oh, I can watch that preacher. It won't bother me. It won't hurt me. You're a liar, liar, pants on fire. Can I tell you this tonight? What's going to take place is that uh, you are appointing your tent in a careless direction. And uh, what's going to happen is it's going to put a hook in you. And before you know it, it pulls you a little bit. And pull, anybody that knows anything about fishing, uh, you take and you bait that hook. And then you uh, uh, throw it right out there in the water. And uh, you just pull it just a little bit, just a little bit. Tug it just a little bit. Tug it just a little bit. And all of a sudden, uh, you'll get a bite. Oh, you don't jerk it at that time. You don't jerk it at all. And you just keep tugging it just a little bit, just a little bit. All of a sudden that fish will land on that uh, hook. And now you know it's time to pull it in. And here's what's happening in your life. What's happening in your life? The world has put some uh, fleshly things on the hook tonight. And the world is trying to get you to take a bite. Wants you to take a nibble. But once you take a nibble you like the way it tastes. And before you know it you take another nibble. And before you know it you take another nibble. And before you know it, you take another nibble. And now all of a sudden, uh, you decide it tastes so good, I'm going to take a bigger bite. And when you do, the devil puts that hook inside of you and pulls you into a place that you'll never get out. And can I say, Lot was a very careless person. Uh, statement number two, uh, I said that he's careless. By the way, the Bible says to abstain from all appearance of evil. If you would make that your life verse, you would not have trouble in getting yourself in a mess. The Bible says over in Psalm 1 in verse 6, it says, For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. And so we understand this, that Lot's desire uh, was cardinal. You'll see that Lot's direction was careless. Uh, statement number three, Lot's uh, uh, dedication was compromised. 
His dedication was compromised. Boy, it all started because of the eyes. It all started because he said, well, I just think I can do, I can do, I can do better over there. I can have more comfort over there. I can be a, a somebody that has my needs met over there. Oh, you be careful, young person. I'm telling you tonight, you be careful. Why? Because the world, the flesh, and the devil is not on your side. He wants to destroy you, that devil does, and he'll do everything within his power, within his reach, to be able to bring you down so you'll be destroyed forever. We see that Lot's desire was cardinal. We see that his direction was careless. We see that his dedication was compromised. Genesis chapter 13 and verse 13, the Bible Bible says and the men of Sodom uh, were wicked and sinners before the Lord listen to it now exceedingly exceedingly so much the so uh, you'll read uh, the latter portion of uh, Genesis chapter 19 I'll skip there for just a moment verse 1 the Bible says there came two angels it says uh, to Sodom at evening and Lot set in the gate of Sodom the Bible says and Lot seeing them rose up to meet them and bowed himself his uh, face uh, toward the ground oh you know he had risen to a point of being a leader in the city I mean, all those that was in leadership was sitting at the gate of entry to welcome those that would patronize that which is the uh, city of Sodom and uh, uh, of Gomorrah. You'll see here that as he sits in the city gate, uh, no doubt uh, somebody had to vote for him. No doubt somebody had to believe in him. No doubt uh, somebody had to understand uh, who he was. Well, let's stay in that chapter for a little bit. Watch this. You'll see Lot's desire was cardinal. You'll see that his direction was careless. You'll see his dedication was compromised. Then you see Lot's doctrine was challenged. Look in verse uh, 14 of chapter 19. The Bible says, And Lot went out and he spake. It says, listen to it now. He spake unto his sons-in-laws and, uh, his, uh, and his married, that married his daughters and said, uh, Up, uh, get you out of this place. The Lord would destroy the city. And uh, he seemed as one that mocked uh, unto his sons-in-law. Uh, he, he didn't live a, a life even so much as a Christian that even his sons-in-laws would believe him. Uh, they said that you're, you're one that mocks. I wonder how people are looking at you and say, well, yeah, you used to act like a Christian and uh, you used to talk like a Christian and uh, uh, you used to walk like a Christian, but now you live uh, such a life that if you said you were a Christian in front of some people, it would be almost like you were mocking what the Bible teaches that a Christian ought to be. Uh, he was not living according to the doctrine that he knew. He was not living according to that which was the truth of God. And so there for uh, even his sons-in-law said uh, oh, it's just like you're mocking just like you mock you can't you can't really believe that I mean after all we've watched you wonder how many people are tripping over the lives of Christians today and landing in hell because of the mockery that they're living in their so-called Christian life I'm saying this tonight uh, he was cardinal he was careless he compromised uh, his doctrine was challenged then watch this Lot's daughters was corrupted Genesis chapter 19 and uh, verse 36 the Bible says uh, thus it says were both the daughters of Lot with child uh, by their father we understand this that his daughters was corrupted by who the same guy that cast his tent in the wrong direction by who? The same guy that could not control his eyes. 
and his eyes wandered to that which was a plentiful land. He was concerned about himself and about none other. You show me a person that's not dedicated, a person that doesn't sacrifice. That's why I'm not, I'm not, uh, hmm, I'm not getting on to you, but uh, can I tell you, uh, those that uh, go soul winning, I worry a whole lot less about than those that don't go soul winning. Because when a person is truly uh, concerned about the loss, there's something inside of them that changes them. They don't want to be a stumbling block. They want to try and live a, a life that, I tell you, most of the ones I see that live a compromised life are those that uh, they stopped soul winning a long time ago. Oh, they may go on a bus route, but they don't pass out tracks and they don't talk to anybody about Jesus. They go for the fellowship. You show me a person that used to be a soul winner and is not a soul winner anymore. Uh, somebody that uh, has never talked to somebody about Christ in months and months and months. And before you know it, I find them. Uh, they're putting their hands in the, uh, the devil's pot. And before you know it, uh, the devil pulls them in. Uh, why? Uh, it's not because they started off that way. It's simply because they became a lazy Christian and they decided they were going to look in a wrong direction. Direction, and because they looked in the wrong direction, the devil put a hook in them and pulled them in. You know the people that cause preachers more trouble than other people that's in churches across America are the people that are the undedicated crowd. They come to church to see how much they can get out of it. My dear friend, you're not supposed to come to church to see how much you can get out of it. You're supposed to come to church to see how much you can put in it. We've changed. Our churches have become comfortable. You show me a comfortable church and they're just a sliver away from being a liberal church. Our independent Baptist churches I'm talking about used to be soul winning churches. Now we're visitational churches. Used to be hot preaching churches. Now preachers won't preach against sin. The reason they won't preach against sin is because they're afraid they're going to run somebody off. But can I tell you, the crowd that's going to run off has already run off in their heart. But the ones that want the hot preaching are those that's running to God, not away from God. Can I say this tonight? Can I say that Lot, uh, he compromised. Lot, uh, he was challenged. Uh, in Lot, he corrupted his daughters. But then you see there's a cost, a cost. Lot's decision was very costly. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7, Be not deceived that God is not mocked. Oh my, how sad. How sad. How sad when we see Christian young people that we know, we know. We've been at it for so long, we know. We know that God's not going to compromise. We know that. We've been at it so long, we know that God is not going to change His Word. We know it. We know because of the life they start to live, ruin and wreck and harm is in the way. We know it, we know it, we know it. So as a loving shepherd, as a loving pastor, sometimes I'll, I'll try to love somebody even in a personal way and say, oh, please, please, please consider that. 
Please consider that. I have some that yield. I have some that do not. And then I know the end of their path. Oh, you say, preacher, you think you're right. No, 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 no. I think God's right. Somebody begins to suck a cigarette and says, well, it's okay. Oh, it might be all right for a little bit, but after a while, you wind up getting cancer. It's not okay, is it? just not okay the girl gets in a skirt and it gets shorter and shorter and shorter and then she wonders well how come those guys are following me and those guys want me but this other crowd they don't want me you draw what you are I'm saying this tonight I'm saying that Lot's decision was costy Genesis chapter 19 and verse 8, the Bible says, listen to it now, uh, he offered his own daughters up to the sodomites to defile. They came knocking at the door. You remember the story, do you not? Remember the story. These men, great and small, the Bible says, and uh, they came knocking at the door and they said, hey, we we remember seeing some fellas come to the city and you bowed down to them. You must have known them. Are they in your house? And he said this. He said, now, wait a minute, wait a minute. I have two daughters that's not known, man. Let me give them to you. How wicked. How perverse. How downright sickening that you would offer up your daughters. Do you understand this tonight? You understand that simply because he cast his his tent in the wrong direction. It started a downward spiral turn. Oh, you say, but preacher, you don't understand. It can't happen to me. Well, it's happened to everybody that's ever started unless they turn. It's happened to everybody. Somebody said the other day to me, they said, preacher, if you'll just drop your standards and uh, you don't preach like you uh, are preaching, the church would grow better. Oh, I'd rather preach like I'm preaching and please the Lord for the church to be running 10,000. I'm saying this tonight. I'm saying there's, there's that which is the way of sinfulness that cost. Oh, watch this, if you would, please. Uh, 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 all of a sudden, he begins to witness that things begin to stifle. You think about this, would you do it, please? Think about over in Genesis chapter 18, verse 32, where the Bible says that God, a reasoning with Abraham, said, I'll tell you what, I won't destroy the city if there's 10 righteous people. You remember that conversation? Do you remember that? I won't destroy the city if there's 10. Well, add it up. We know this, they had four daughters, that's four. We know he had two son-in-laws. We know that scripture mentions two son-in-laws. That, that's six. We know that Lot was married. Uh, that means that uh, six plus two is eight. Uh, you know that that means this, that all he had to do was to win two people to Christ and then train them to be righteous people, live out their life like righteous people should. And God would have spared the entire city for 10 righteous people. How much do we want God to spare Dallas? How much do we want God to spare Mesquite? 
How much do we want God to spare 40? How much do we want God to spare if uh, you would, uh, uh, the Box Spring area? How much do you want God to spare uh, Rowett, Rockwall? How much do you want God to spare your area on your bus route? Hey, listen, I'm saying there's a whole lot more to it. I think sometimes that we come to church and we get just a little bit comfortable. But God doesn't want us to settle down and be comfortable. We ought to have a desire to see somebody get saved and somebody's life change. You've only got a life. It's very, very short. Stop wasting your life. Here's what we understand. He also became soft. Genesis chapter 19 in verse 16. The Bible teaches that he was not even strong enough to bring himself out of the city. All those angels had to bring him out because the Bible says he lingered. He knew it was going to be destroyed. He knew it. The angels already said, get out. Get out. I'm going to destroy it. Get out. And he lingered. And God had to give the angels charge over him to bring him out. You know, some people, they get involved in sin so much. There's nothing wrong with it, preacher. You know, you're, you're preaching about these little bitty things. Why don't you get into the deep, deep things of God? Well, first off, dear beloved friend, if I got in the deep, deep things of God, you're so messed up in sin, you couldn't see it anyway. I'm saying sometimes the preacher has to plow and sometimes the preacher has to root up and sometimes the preacher has to show it just as straight as it is. Why? Because there is a God in heaven and you and I ought to desire to be exactly what God would have us to be. He was soft. Then you'll see that his wife turned to salt. The Bible talks about how he was told to leave the city. How the angels take him out of the city and told him not to look back. They were so used to casual living that she did. See, they were just so used to doing whatever they wanted to do. So even a warning from an angel now didn't even matter. So she just decided, I'm so used to doing what I'm going to do anyway. It don't matter, so I'm just going to look back. Well, she did. She turned to a pillar of salt. By the way, you can still go by and see the, 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 the salty uh, post of that which was Lot's life, a wife. Then you see this, and I'm done. You'll see that Lot's uh, defilement was uh, chronicalized. Genesis chapter 19, and in verse 37, the Bible says, And the firstborn bare a son, and called his name Moab. Uh, the same as the father of the Moabites unto this day. The Bible says, and uh, the younger, she also bare a son and called his name Benjamin. The Bible says the same as the father of the Ammonite or the Ammon. It says unto this day, uh, children of Ammon unto this day. Uh, it's chronicalized. It's put right there. It's put right there. Now, can I say God keeps good records? God keeps good records. Recently, I went down to uh, Alabama. Went to a young, young preacher's funeral. Jared Decker, 35, died of a heart attack. They showed his life on a screen. 
As we looked at his life on the screen, we saw energy. So he had a burden for Africa and went to Africa many times doing the SMITE Summer Missionary Institute and Training in Evangelism, SMITE camps. Helped to fund and helped to raise money to fund eight of those camps. Energy. As he reached into the police department and many of the policemen came to his funeral that day and uh, uh, several got up to testify about how Jared made a difference in their lives. Uh, energy. Took a small struggling church of 15 people. Pastored it for 12 years. It grew to about 125 to 150, and the people came, and they sat there, and they watched their young pastor lay there in a casket. And all they remember is he loved us with energy. Can I say this? You and I, it doesn't matter how old we are. God wants to use us. God wants to use us. We ought to decide tonight that we're not going to start to put our eyes on things, places that draws us away so that one day we wind up another story just like Lot. I love you tonight. I preach to you from the bottom of my heart. If I did not care, I'd roll over and play dead. But I'm only 58. So I'm not planning on rolling over and playing dead anytime soon. I'm saying tonight there's cause for you and I to rise. What my friends think? Who cares? Well, do you think it's worth it? I think it's worth it. Yeah. I think God is the great rewarder of those that please Him. Him. Amen. First. I've watched some of my preacher friends go to places that are distant out in the country nowhere. I watched them. But they were consecrated to the Lord. And God blessed them. I watched them. I've watched young preachers grow up to be fine, outstanding preachers, and God has placed His hand upon them. And I've watched them be mightily used of God. I've watched people get a burden for souls, and they go up, and they don't know how to read very well, and they stutter, and they stammer, and they just can't get the verses right, and they just cry almost all the way through it, and, they, and yet God uses them to lead people to Christ because... They understand where the blessing comes from. I watch people that go through all sorts of different problems. They don't let their problems get them down. They just care. I'll give you one and I'm done and I'll quit. I'll quit only one time. When I was in Bible college, I worked a bus route and later became a bus captain. And then they moved me into the youth department to work with the teenagers. And then I worked in uh, A and, uh, I'm sorry, I worked in their B program and C program. And, uh, and so much like we have here. And that's how I worked. There was a lady that was in our church at that time. She was wheelchair bound, had an accident. 
and I don't remember her name, my wife could tell you. But she was in wheelchair, wheelchair bound. She had a cowbell. She had it on the back of her wheelchair. Oh, by the way, did I fail to tell you she was a bus captain? Wheelchair bound. And on Saturday, she'd go out in her wheelchair and she had a cowbell. Boy, she loved her kids. Oh, my, did she love her kids. And uh, in Florida, it was hot and humid, you know. And, uh, but she'd go out in that wheelchair, and it was electric, by the way. And she'd go out in that wheelchair, and she could not get in the fence. You remember the lady I speak of, yeah? She could not get in the fence. <clears throat> she tried to shake the fence, you know. But nobody could hear a shaking fence if they were inside with the air condition going on in the summertime. They couldn't hear. So she'd get out that old cowbell. And she would begin to take, it was on a, it was on a, a wooden stick, and it was on a rope underneath that, and she'd have it on the back of the wheelchair, and she'd get it from the back of that wheelchair, and she'd take that old cowbell. She'd begin to ring it. Well, you get somebody's attention. Sometimes they get the person that lived across the street attention, and so what would happen is they would call the neighbor and say, you got some woman outside your fence sitting in a wheelchair ringing some type of bell. So they would come out and see what she wanted. I cannot begin to tell you how many people she won to Christ just sitting right there at the fence, sitting in her wheelchair, paralyzed from the waist down, because she said, that is not going to stop me. I can't begin to tell you how many people she led to Christ. She's faithful in the bus ministry for 35 plus years. She won moms and daddies and she won children to Christ just as faithful. They said uh, in the massive auditorium where they held her funeral that it was just full. The ground floor completely packed out. People would go by her casket as she would lie in state and they'd give testimonies like, she's the one who led me to Christ. Because she led me to Christ, my entire home was changed. Yeah. Hello. See, God can use you. Say, preacher, you just don't understand who I am. No, but I understand who your heavenly father is. And God can use you. I'll keep my word. I'll not give another illustration. I got five more just popped in my head. Father, bless us tonight. Help us, I pray. Oh, my God, please. Help us to decide. Thank you for joining us today. For more audio or video content, you can visit our website at parksidebaptist.org.